When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am aware that that is a possibility. However, I am also aware that one guy's old, washed up, has been banged up a lot and was brought in by a different coach. And there's another guy who's young, six foot two, 225 pounds, runs a 4.39, 40-yard dash. They just drafted him, this coaching regime, and they love him. Oh, and he's a great pass catcher. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host... Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast, the the best podcast uh, from Kentucky, the best Kentucky-based fantasy football podcast by someone 18 years old in their parents' basement. Number one. You hear that, guys? You hear that, number one. I hope you're all having a great week. I hope you're all having a great day. Um, it's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday, September 2nd. We're in September. By the time you're hearing this, it might be Thursday, which would mean, if my calculations are correct, we are one week away from NFL starting. Yeah, yeah. Real sports are finally coming back. So excited. I, I tried watching some of the NBA. Just It doesn't hit the same as football. It, it doesn't. I, I can appreciate the talent out there. I can appreciate basketball, but it, it, it's not the same. NFL starting, nothing else like NFL football, except for college, but it's not as good. Anyways, this is the Profit Podcast, Profit Approved Wide Receivers, Wide Receiver Edition, and I'm going to address something right now. I just recorded and uploaded the Running Back Edition for the Profit Approved Running Backs. One of those guys was Leonard Fournette. Unfortunately, Leonard Fournette is no longer with us. Uh, That sounds like he died. No, he, he did not die. He was just released. By the Jacksonville Jaguars as they prepare to tank for Trevor. Uh, Did not see that coming. I assumed if they were going to release him or trade him, it would have happened earlier than the week before football starting. They did Leonard Fournette dirty. They did him dirty. But it is unfortunate for anyone who's already drafted. I have him in a couple leagues. Very unfortunate. So... I'm going to remove him from the my guys. Well, I'm not removing him. You guys can criticize me all you want. But I'm going to give you another running back. I'm going to give you someone that I've been studying today and that I want to just talk about a little bit. I know this is the wide receiver show, and that works out because this guy used to play wide receiver. In fact, when he was drafted, they weren't really sure if he was going to be running back or wide receiver. In fact, he may do a little bit of both. Sounds good, right? Especially in a PPR league. Sounds good. I mean, that sounds amazing. Sounds like an Austin Eckler. Okay, so so you have in your mind someone who's going to catch the ball and run, all right? There's only one other wide receiver on the team. What? No way. Yeah, yeah, there, there really is only one wide receiver on the team. He, he's going to be the wide receiver two and arguably the running back one, all right? All right, do you know the player yet? Do, they know, do you know the player yet? Because I, I don't think many of you know the player yet. It's it's pretty hard to think of someone in this situation, and you're wondering, why haven't I heard about this? This sounds like a fantasy dream. I'm going to give you a couple more hints. This man is six foot two, 220 plus pounds, 
runs a 4.39 40-yard dash, 4.39, on par with Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running back prospects in recent memory. Do you know who it is? I'm going to tell you right now. Antonio Gibson. Yeah, you're probably saying, who the heck is Antonio Gibson? Good, good question. Antonio Gibson is a new rookie running back for the Washington football team. Oh, no, not the Washington football team. Washington football team is disgusting. I don't want anyone with that, but just, just wait. The Washington football team is disgusting, all right? I'm glad we got that out of the way. But for running backs, they haven't been all that bad. Now, I know what you're saying. What they, they haven't had a good fantasy running back in years. I know, I know. I'm just saying. They've had Adrian Peterson, who is now, what, 36 years old or something. He's old, ancient. But in 2018, they let him get over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns, average 4.2 yards per carry. Sounds pretty good. 2019, 898 yards, five touchdowns, 4.3 yards per carry. Hey, that's pretty good for being an awful team. And I know, I know Adrian Peterson is an elite talent, or was, but but hey, that doesn't sound too bad. So let's look at Darius Geis. What did he do when he was running, when he was actually on the field? He averaged 5.8 yards per carry. So maybe it's not that ugly of a situation for a running back prospect anyways. Maybe, maybe it's not quite as bad as we thought. Now, Antonio Gibson... I mentioned his his body, but goodness gracious. Go look up Antonio Gibson highlights. It looks like DK Metcalf out there running. It's insane. He's 6'2", 220 pounds, 40-yard dash time, 3.4.393, three seconds. He, he can run the whole field in three seconds. No, no, 4.39, which is amazing, especially for someone in that size. Now, he was a wide receiver in college, okay? He played wide receiver a lot. It wasn't really until his senior year that he was a full-fledged running back. So he can, re- he, can, he can be a pass catcher. We know Washington in the past has loved having that pass catcher along with Adrian Peterson. They had Chris Thompson. Darius Geis was supposed to be the do-it-all. He's gone. That is now Antonio Gibson. Adrian Peterson will be involved. He will be involved, especially early on. But he's not the future of this team. Look, he's old. He was brought in by different coaching staff. He's 35 years old. He's not the Adrian Peterson we know and love, okay? Can we get that out of the way? He will be involved, but it's it's not. When you say Adrian Peterson's there, it doesn't mean Adrian Peterson there. It means a shell of Adrian Peterson is there. Antonio Gibson will get opportunity even if it's a tandem with him and Peterson to start off, because he will get opportunity. That's how it's going to work. There aren't many other weapons, even as a receiver. Terry McLaurin is the only other wide receiver on the Redskins. I mean, there's Sims, there's some, but they, they aren't real. They aren't real threats. Antonio Gibson has the opportunity this year to become a wide receiver two and a running back one on, yes, a bad team, but that 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 possibility is really attractive, especially so from someone as athletic and gifted as Antonio Gibson. Now, 
where would you expect someone like that to be going? Because it's late. It's really, really late. He's going as the 44th running back. 44th running back. As the 147th pick. Which would put him mid-12th round. He has the chance to be a wide receiver two and a running back one. All right? Even if it takes him a second to beat out Adrian Peterson, it's worth it in the 12th round. Who else are you drafting in the 12th round? I mean, the 12th round, that's like when people are taking kickers. That's Who else is going to the 12th round? There's Matt Gay, uh, Duke Johnson, uh, Mike Gesicki, Denver Broncos. It's it's defenses and kickers, and then some running back who's insanely athletic, huge, fast, and is a great pass catcher and the second best uh, receiving option. And his only competition is a 35-year-old Adrian Peterson. Give me that all day long. Holy smokes. All right, so there you go. There's your supplemental, my guy, to, to replace Leonard Fournette. Um... Now let's get into the actual wide receivers because we know, as I said, Gibson does play wide receivers. So I feel justified bringing him into this podcast. He's he's like a, a bridge between them. All right. So first wide receiver I want to mention, I've got uh, I've got one, two, three, four wide receivers today that we're going to be talking about. All right. Actually, there there are five. One is I'm going to give you a spoiler right now. DJ Chark. He was on this list. I have faded him a little bit. I still really like him. I think he's a good value. I think he's a great wide receiver. But with how that offense is looking, I'm not going to fully profit-approve DJ Chark. But I still like him, all right? So the first wide receiver, the first profit-approved wide receiver of the 2020 season, Marquise Hollywood Brown. If you've been following my TikTok or my Instagram, you know I like Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's fast. He's a good route runner. He's on an amazing offense, and he's the number one option on that offense. He's 23 years old, 5'9", 170 pounds, runs a 40-yard dash in 4.32 seconds. That's that's close to guys like John Ross and, and, uh, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's not quite as fast, but it is very fast. That's one of the most, uh, you know, the, he's one of the speedsters. He's a speedster. He's a burner. He is a Lamar Jackson's favorite target, and he's a good target. He was injured at the beginning of last season, came in, really started making an impact, uh, you know, midway through the season, but I think he could explode. He's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. He's the only real, you know, speedster on that team, and we know this offense is good. We know this offense is great. Lamar Jackson, I expect him to pass more, too, this year. I think bringing in J.K. Dobbins means the offense wants to run, but they don't want Lamar Jackson doing all the running. Lamar Jackson is going to be throwing, and he's going to be throwing to Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown could have a phenomenal year. Hollywood Brown, his stats, let's see, what did he do last year? So if we pull up his game logs, look, the, the overall stats aren't super impressive. 584 yards on 46 receptions and 7 touchdowns. That That's not remarkable. It's a good rookie season, but it's nothing to to call home about. But he was banged up throughout the season. And it was in a new offense that was very run-oriented. 
and he wasn't really, you know, established yet as the wide receiver one. They were throwing a lot to the tight ends. I think Hollywood Brown is going to have an increased target share, more receptions, and more yards, resulting in more touchdowns. Fantasy football success. He's the type of guy who can take a screen or a slant 80 yards to the house. He's that good. He's that fast. He's that talented. I mean, we saw it week one against Miami when he had 147 yards and two touchdowns. We saw it. And we saw Lamar Jackson liked him. Against Arizona, he had 13 targets. If he can sustain a high target count, he's going to have a phenomenal year. Last year, 71 targets, 46 receptions. I expect both those numbers to go way up. And given that stat line, the fact that he had seven touchdowns, he can score from any point on the field. So Hollywood Brown is the first profit-approved wide receiver for 2020. Next up is a guy that a lot of people probably think is pretty gross. Um, Why, you ask? Because he's on the Bengals. The Bengals do that to people. The Bengals have a, a bad smell. Tyler Boyd is like you go to a garbage dump and find a really cool shirt. And you're like, yeah, I found this cool shirt. But it smells like garbage. And you try to sell the shirt and tell your friends how cool your shirt is. And everyone's like, no, that shirt smells like garbage. But because it smells like garbage, no one realizes how cool that shirt is. And you take it to the dry cleaner they don't smell the garbage anymore, and you just found yourself a really gray shirt. That is Tyler Boyd. That right there, folks, is Tyler Boyd. The Bengals are the garbage dump, and he is the cool t-shirt. And Joe Burrow is the dry cleaner. And you are the guy who found it. Um, Yeah, so <laughs> 2018, he had 1,000 yards, 7 touchdowns on 108 targets and 76 receptions. Ooh, that's a good little breakout year. 2019, 148 targets, 90 receptions for 1,046 yards and five touchdowns. Those are, those are good stats. That sounds good. But let's add a little context. He was in a garbage pit. <laughs> he was in a garbage. He was on Cincinnati, guys. He did that with, with, with the new coach, uh, Zimmer, who was a failure last year. And guess who was quarterback? It was a mixture of Andy Dalton and Ryan Finley. Guess who's quarterback now? Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterback prospects we've ever seen. He's coming in. He's going to need a solid uh, slot guy. That solid slot guy is Tyler Boyd. I know AJ Green's there. I know Auden Tate's there. I know John Ross is supposedly there. But Tyler Boyd's the only proven reliable guy that I, I know. I know about AJ Green, but he's not reliable. Okay, he's not going to be healthy this whole season. We can just say that right now. And Auden Tate, as much as I like Auden Tate, he's not proven. And John Ross, I have no reason to believe he'll be healthy or anything like that. But Tyler Boyd, last year, he did a very good season with a horrible situation. He was seventh in targets. They feed him the ball. That's the same coach calling plays this year as the one who fed him the ball. Target quality rating, number 62. Horrible. He was getting targets, but they were horrible targets. The fantasy equation is we keep giving him good targets. We make the targets better. Suddenly, he's going to be a really good fantasy option. And he's been a decent fantasy option. But, but as soon as we take him out of the garbage dump of Cincinnati or Cincinnati of old and bring him into this new system, 
I think Tyler Boyd could have a really, really successful fantasy season. And he's going late enough that he's not going to hurt you. Does that make sense? Uh, Tyler Boyd, his average ADP right now, let me look it up on ESPN, their draft boards. Oh, man, he's going late. He's not even He's not even the first page of uh, wide receivers. He's going as the 32nd wide receiver. 32 divided by 12. Or 84th overall pick. Yeah, sorry. 84th overall pick. He's going seventh round, right Right in the seventh round. That's a good place to find yourself what I think is a solid wide receiver too. And, and he seems to be gross. No one's happy about landing Tyler Boyd. I see people brag about landing Michael Gallup and Devontae Parker, but no one's ever happy about Tyler Boyd. But look, he's a cool t-shirt. You find him in the garbage dump. You take him to the dry cleaner, and he's going to be cool. He's going to be good. He's going to help you win. He's not going to win you your league, but he's going to help, all right? And in the seventh round, that's what you're looking for, a solid, consistent fantasy option. And that's what Tyler Boyd is. All righty. So the next guy we're going to be talking about, holy smokes, this dude is a beast. A.J. Brown lit it up last year. Got off to a slow start, poor quarterback play. They bring in Tannehill. They have the bye week. Tannehill gets hot. And we look at what A.J. Brown did weeks 11 through 17, that, that, that push for the fantasy playoffs. He was the number three wide receiver overall. Number three overall, guys. That, that, that's amazing. For a rookie wide receiver, coming into a quarterback change on what was supposedly a horrible team, to be the number three guy in the back half of the season, that is phenomenal. And things have gotten better because Tannehill's there. He's had an offseason with Tannehill. He's practiced with Tannehill. They know what they're doing. They haven't brought in a lot of other weapons. A.J. Brown is the solidified wide receiver one. I know Tannehill is going to decline. We have enough of a sample size to say Tannehill is not the most accurate and efficient quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't need to be. Tannehill can go down a bit back to what he was in Miami, and A.J. Brown can still be a fantasy beast. He's, he's currently being drafted as the uh as the um 18th wide receiver 18th wide receiver off the board a wide receiver two wide receiver two in the fourth round come on he was number three back after the season when they brought in 10 that he's no way he finishes below 18 wide receiver there's no way I don't understand how you can even say he would finish that low. He's going to have a great season. He's going to have a great season again. Things have gotten better. He's the only real option in that offense for Tannehill. And he's being drafted way later than he should be. No way he finishes outside top 18 wide receiver. A.J. Brown is a profit-approved wide receiver for 2020. Now let's go to the next man up. This guy... A little questionable. Not many people really know much about him, because uh, at least fantasy-wise. He was good in college, didn't do a lot in his rookie season, but I don't think it was too much his fault. At the times when he got opportunity, I think he made the most of his opportunities. The man I'm talking about, the profit-approved wide receiver, is Hunter Renfro. All right, Hunter Renfro. Let's take a little bit of a dive into what he did. He didn't do much, but when he did do something, he did a lot. 
I'm looking at weeks 12 and 13 before he got injured. Nine targets for seven receptions, 107 yards and touchdown. Nine targets, six receptions, 102 yards and touchdown. All right. So two two good games. He had one other good game in there uh, in week seven. So So three good games. And I'm really making him profit approved. Yes, I am. I am making Hunter Renfro profit approved. And here's why. Derek Carr's quarterback, behind him is Marcus Mariota. I think one of those guys is going to be good. I think one of those guys is going to have success this year. But neither of them love throwing it deep. They don't love throwing it deep. They, they like playing things safe, slants, screens. That's just how they roll. Hunter Renfro thrives in those situations. Short yardage, that is where Hunter Renfro shines. And the fact that at the end of the season... They were really looking his way. Two straight games with nine targets is promising. And this team wants a wide receiver one desperately. They tried to get Antonio Brown. I mean, they, they, they did have Antonio Brown for a very short amount of time. And yes, they brought in Henry, Ru- Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs. And I think Henry Ruggs will be good with time. But Hunter Renfro is the instant impact guy on this team. I think Hunter Renfro is going to be a very reliable, very solid PPR wide receiver in fantasy leagues this year. I don't think he's top 10. No, but I think he's top 24 and he's being drafted incredibly late. He's currently going. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for his ADP? He's currently going. It looks like he's currently going undrafted. This is a free agent in a lot of your guys' leagues. And I think he's going to be the wide receiver one on the Raiders. And I think the Raiders are going to be a very improved offense. I think Hunter Renfro is a top 24 guy this season. And he's going on ESPN drafts. He's being undrafted. On Fantasy Football Calculator, he's going um, 15th round. So he's going 15th round to undrafted. Amazing value. Amazing value, guys. Hunter Renfro, he can't hurt you. Drafting him in the 15th round or 16th round or picking him up right now off the waivers, that's not going to hurt you. It can only help you. All right, so we are to the final. My guy, profit approved wide receiver of 2020. And it's another sophomore guy. I really really like these sophomore uh, wide receivers. I think it's a great uh, pool of talent. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is a beast. I I was watching a couple of the Redskins games um this this past uh this past spring. We're in spring, yeah. I was watching their games going back because I hadn't watched much of the Redskins because, you know, uh, for obvious reasons. But I was I was really digging into Dwayne Haskins. I was trying to do an analysis on Dwayne Haskins. And the one thing that I took away from it is man alive. Terry McLaurin is good. That was the main takeaway. He can just catch the ball. He has an uncanny ability to just catch the ball. It can be a bad pass. He can be getting drilled by two defenders while twisted around doing a 180, and he brings it down. And he's their only real, he's their only real wide receiver. He's their only real wide receiver on that team. They don't really have another wide receiver. 
He had almost 1,000 yards. He did miss a few games. And this was with, guys, this was with the quarterback carousel of misery. Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, and uh, Dwayne Haskins, it was the quarterback carousel of misery. And he put up almost 1,000 yards in his rookie season while missing time. He's a beast. Catchable target rate, 40th. He was 40th in catchable targets. Quality of uh, targets, 19th. He had horrible targets, yet he just came down with everything. He was a phenomenal wide receiver, both in real life and fantasy when he was on the field. He uh, he didn't have a lot of fantasy points over the uh, back half of the season, really, but it's because of a touchdown issue when Dwayne Haskins came in. He didn't really score any touchdowns when Dwayne Haskins came in because Dwayne Haskins was horrible, okay? Dwayne Haskins was horrible, didn't provide him the touchdown opportunities. But this year, if Dwayne Haskins is improved at all, Terry McLaurin could be a top 15 guy easily. And if Dwayne Haskins isn't improved, I think he's still going to be a top 24 guy. I think he's that good. And he's not going that early in your drafts. Terry McLaurin is going in the uh, seventh, sixth round with Jarvis Landry and Stephon Diggs, which is where he belongs. He's not at this point a value pick, but you're not spending up on him. Does that make sense? He's not a value pick, but you're not spending up. It's a good value, and he's going to outperform the value. He's going as the 24th wide receiver off the board. I think that's his floor. I think that's if Dwayne Haskins doesn't improve and the uh, the new coaching regimen is worse somehow than what they had previously. The situation, though, in my eyes, has gotten phenomenally better. Better coach, quarterback play is going to be much better than last year, and another year under his belt. Terry McLaurin is going to be a beast, guys. If you don't believe me, just go watch him play. Just go look up Terry McLaurin highlights or go to NFL Game Pass and just watch his plays where he caught the ball. He is a beast. All right, so that is the finale of the Profit 2020. Profit approved, my guys, you know, the players that I like. This was the final episode right before your drafts this week, and I'm going to throw out a couple tight ends that I really, really like. Um, Not in any particular order, but I'm going to throw out like three or five, and one of them is going to be a complete beast, at least one. All right, number one, Mike Kosicki. think he's a really good situation. Ryan Fitzpatrick can get hot. We know that. And Devontae Parker is really the only other receiving option. Number two, Noah Fant. Hey, Noah Fant had a very good season last year, over 500 yards. He's a beast. And uh, if Drew Locke improves, he could be a top 12 guy easily. He has top five upside. TJ Hawkinson, this is a popular pick for breakout tight end, and it's for good reason. They spent that eighth overall pick on TJ Hawkinson last year. He had some catching issues, had some injury issues, but if he can stay healthy and he can catch the ball a little bit better, Matthew Stafford is going to fall in love with him. He's going to be a red zone monster, and he could be a top five guy too. And then Blake Jarwin is the last tight end that I'm going to throw out there. Blake Jarwin is coming in uh, to replace... Jason Witten on the Dallas Cowboys, what I think is going to be maybe the best offense in NFL this year. I think Dak Prescott is a very capable quarterback, and Blake Jarwin could really 
be forgotten about by both fantasy owners and defenses because they have to deal with Amari um, Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Gallup and Blake Jarwin could just slip by unnoticed. Very talented guy, had the three-touchdown game. I don't think that was a coincidence. I think that's because he's a really talented guy. And Dak Prescott is going to realize, holy smokes, this guy doesn't ever have anyone good defending him. So Blake Jarwin is another tight end that I'm throwing out there as someone who could really explode. These are late-round tight ends that I'm fully endorsing. And I will do one more because I'm feeling nice, and I just remembered he exists. Janu Smith. Janu Smith. I have an article on my uh, Instagram from a year ago talking about Janu Smith this coming year if Tannehill's quarterback because Tannehill loves throwing to the tight end position. We saw that early in his career on the Dolphins. I don't even remember who their tight end was, but Tannehill loves throwing to the tight end. And Janu Smith is a really, really talented athlete. Janu Smith is huge. He's fast. He's a great pass catcher, a great blocker. And like I said when I talked about A.J. Brown, there aren't really any other tight ends or receivers in that offense. There's A.J. Brown, there's Derrick Henry, and then what? There's Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith, 25 years old, 6'3", 248 pounds. He has a chance to emerge this year. Solid season last year with 439 yards. Quarterback play is going to be more consistent. Jonu Smith's another breakout guy I'm going to talk about. All right, guys. So that is the end of the Profit Podcast, the Profit-approved guys. I'm going to release sleepers that went maybe undrafted in your league or that you can trade for after your draft. Kind of uh, just one of those episodes is some players that you haven't heard about that I think could help you win. Because that always happens. There's always a guy that goes undrafted no one knows about, and they help you win. They may not be the best, but they help. And having those guys where you don't have to spend anything on them Oh man, it is so sweet. So basically, it's going to be a podcast about who are going to be the waiver wire targets after week one, trying to project a week in advance. Because I am the prophet. That's what I do. We project in advance. We don't want you to have to wait after week one to try to pick up these guys. Before week one, I'm going to tell you who are the waiver targets that you should pick up right now because they're going to explode. All right, guys, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and I will see you next time.